Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Finding Home Podcast, where, as you know, I say home is more than just the sticks and the bricks that you live in. Um, so it's coming out a little bit late. Uh, to be fair, usually I publish on Sunday nights and then tell everybody on Mondays, and it is currently Monday afternoon, and it has been increasingly difficult to keep myself on schedule in terms of getting the podcast out, and this episode is no exception with that. So what you're going to get is something that's entirely unedited. So you're going to get my ums, my ahs, my throat clears, all the times that I stutter as I'm trying to make my points, especially the really long, awkward silences that occur. But I I need to get an episode out, and there's probably going to be my last <clears throat> episode for the year. And we'll come back in January, and I'm trying to find a way to make sure I get back to once a week because I've noticed that when I went back to every other week, it's people don't keep listening, and my downloads are down. And I kind of like people to listen to this thing because, again, my narcissism pops up from time to time. Otherwise, why would I do this sort of thing? So at any rate... That's what you're getting is unedited, and maybe that's what it is going to happen for the time being. I'm looking into hiring an editor to take away all of the vocal tics, or most of the vocal tics, so that I still sound human, but don't sound like the idiot that I sometimes sound like when I can't wrap my brain around a concept quickly enough to share it with all of you. With that, Christmas is uh, very nearly upon us, and one of my favorite pastimes one of my favorite parts of the christmas season is all of the tv christmas specials i just think they're so fantastic and i I love them all i grew up watching holiday inn and white christmas and the old rankin bass or rankin bass or however you say it your rudolph the red-nosed reindeers and your santa claus is coming to towns all of those have always been a large part of my life growing up and part of it is because generationally of course i'm i love tv and i love movies but also just some of the messaging that was in these old specials is interesting and different and you're not going to see it in a lot of the newer shows again don't get me wrong i love newer christmas movies such as your home alones and um you know christmas story of course i consider a modern classic at any rate there's one Christmas special that just is, inhabits a place so close to my heart, and that's a Charlie Brown Christmas. And I wrote about this in the newsletter this month, and that's part of what's going to make it easier to talk about today on the podcast, because you hear me open the newsletter, because I've already kind of worked through some of my thoughts on this. And honestly, I've loved the Peanuts characters for as long as I can remember. They've always been a part of my life. I mean, they've been around since the 50s, 60s. I have a three-volume compendium of all of the Peanuts comics in my living room. And one of the biggest reasons is I've always identified very closely with Charlie Brown. And I don't know if that makes any sense. I kind of have to tell a couple of stories for it to really land. So I have a friend, and he's he's not from the States. He didn't grow up watching Peanuts or understanding any of these characters. And so he heard about it, and he was watching a show, or his, the, the movie was on in the car with his kids watching, and all he basically heard was just people being jerks to Charlie Brown. And he said, I don't get it. I hate this. This is, this is a terrible show. Why would you let your kids watch this show? And I said to him, but it's not about the other kids. It's that Charlie Brown's experience so closely mirrors so many of our experiences. And he says, I don't get that. And of course, he's the kind of guy 
that everybody everybody loves except for maybe he's the kind of guy that thinks everybody loves him and that kind of comes across weird sometimes in that he has the capacity to be kind of cruel to people and so he doesn't really identify with the charlie brown character especially the way that i do because i identify with charlie brown in, in some very very meaningful ways to me in the sense that so often i just wanted to inhabit my place i just wanted to exist in my space and have that be okay and so often it didn't work out that way and it seemed that the harder i tried the more difficult it got like like charlie brown and the kite eating tree the harder i tried to fit in and, and find my place the more I felt like an outcast. And I think that's kind of the story of Charlie Brown is he continues to try to, to inhabit his space. And he's continually rejected for that all the way until, and in a lot of these, he just sort of accepts who he is and lives from that place and living from that space, living from the space of honesty and self-acceptance is to me the, the overarching message of Peanuts. And the Christmas special is no exception in terms of how this works. In the Christmas special, uh, Charlie Brown is going around, and as usual, he's at well-intentioned odds with everybody else around him. And he just, try as he might, he can't be anybody other than the person that he is. He can't be somebody else. He can't change who he is at his heart, at his core, to the point where Lucy says to him, and this, this is one of my favorite lines, Lucy says to him, of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Brownest. And it's said in kind of a mean-spirited way, but it, it's something I've identified with because of all the Keiths in the world, I've always wanted to be like the Keithist, right? I want people to be able to relate back to me that that here's this person, this human, who feels things and says things and, and views the world in a certain way. And that way is such a unique way of looking at it that that's how Keith sees the world. But I often feel like Charlie Brown because <sighs> over the course of my life, I've tried to reinvent myself time and again to fit in. I mean, even with this friend who didn't understand Charlie Brown, there were things I would change about myself to fit in with this friend. And ultimately that friendship it wasn't real. It wasn't built on anything substantial. It just sort of dissolved. And every time I tried to re reinvent myself and fit in, it, it was a disaster. Now, sometimes as I've gone out into the world and just been myself, there's been moments where myself and the world align. And that, those are just fantastic moments for me. But they're few and far between. And I think that's true of all of us. But for that one moment, for that one moment where we can just be who we are and exist in this world of people who, who maybe aren't like us, it's a really beautiful experience to have. But that's the thing about happiness, right? It's not a constant state. And so we spend our time chasing those moments again. And instead of just immersing ourselves in those moments when we recognize them, and that's what causes Charlie Brown in, in the Christmas special to be so sad. He's walking around and he's putting expectations on all these other people. That somehow it needs to look this way and be this way. And that the world needs to conform to Charlie Brown's point of view. And then he's creating this unrealistic expectation of what the Christmas pageant should be like. And I walk around the same way. I create these unrealistic expectations 
based on the high points of my life. And in doing so, I, I miss some of the potential high points. And at this time of year, I think there's a just a huge tendency to do this very thing. And I put it this way. When, when I was a kid, there are Christmases I remember. There's always going to be Christmases I remember. And there are things that occurred at those Christmas times where I just, those are the things that stick. That's what Christmas time is to me. Christmas time is these experiences. And then I've, I've grown older and I've got four kids. And I want my kids to have that same experience as me. I want them to experience this, these magical moments. And there are these things we do, and memory is such a difficult thing because we'll go through life and something in our life will have occurred. We have these events that we glorify, and sometimes we even repeat more often than they actually occurred. So there are things we'll say, man, we did that every single Christmas. The reality is you might have done it for half of your Christmases growing up, but the, the events were so meaningful to you that you've sort of superimposed those meaningful events over all of your Christmas experiences. And as an adult, going through life and trying to create experiences for my children, I put these unrealistic expectations on them. Maybe not on my kids, but on the experience. I want the experience to be this thing, this big magical thing, so that when they're older like me, they look back on it and think, man, that was the magic. That my parents loved me because they created these moments for me. The problem is I get so wrapped up in making sure I create the moment that I don't enjoy the moment. And most of the time, my kids aren't engaging with the moment in the same way that, that, that I would have or that I feel like I did or that I remember doing. And that just causes frustration. Because all I want for my kids is to have these moments. All I want for my kids is to have these memories. All I want for my kids is to have a childhood that they get to take with them. Because as I look back now, and I'm turning 40 in a couple years, and, and all of this, like, I look back and it's like your childhood is just this, this flashpoint in time. And it seems like it's going to take forever to grow up, and then suddenly you're grown up, and then your childhood just, it's gone. And I want my kids to have those memories. But in doing that, I increase my expectations to unreasonable levels. And there are things that I shouldn't expect of my kids. They don't understand what's inside my heart. They don't understand what I'm trying to create for them. And I, I need to take a step back and look at these situations and these experiences and just let them be what they are. Maybe there's something that was super important to me at Christmas time, and my kids just aren't going to respond to it. That's possibility. And that's something I think that a lot of us go through this time of year. We want to make sure we hit all the experiences. We want to make sure that we get to all the parties. We want to make sure that we don't disappoint anyone. We want to buy all the right gifts and give all the right presents. And all of these things that are intended to create these experiences, and we have these expectations on these experiences. But ultimately, most of our expectations can't be met because we've built this up to be something more than it actually is. And as a parent, what I want for my kids is just for them to know they're loved. 
And that's what I'm after at the end of the day. And sometimes it's, I try to make these experiences to show them that so in the future they'll remember that. But the reality is I can look back over my memories and my Christmas memories in particular, and there are some great memories there. We would dress up and do the nativity, and I always liked putting the towel on my head with the belt so I could be a shepherd and holding the broom. And it was always an important aspect of growing up for me. But to be fair, the most meaningful times in my life, especially as it relates to my relationship with my parents who, who are no longer on this earth, who, have, who, who are deceased, it's not about that Christmas memory. It's not about lining up on Christmas morning and going in order of age. It's not about what gift I got and what gift I didn't get. It's not about going to the lights and having hot chocolate after. The moments I most cherish with my parents now that they're gone were just simple conversations. They weren't planned out. They weren't experiences that my parents put together and said to themselves, today, I'm going to have this conversation with Keith and it's going to be super meaningful. They're the things that just happened. I have a tendency to get preachy from time to time, and I guess that's what this turned out to be. But you guys, let's not let Christmas become a series of unmet expectations. And the only way to do that is to dial back your expectations. Let's let the experiences happen with us instead of trying to force them. And if you do that, if you do that, I just feel like you'll have an overall better experience end to end. And that's all I've got for you guys today. This is going to be the last episode of the year. I'm going to take a break over Christmas and we'll come back in January. If you want to reach out and let me know if this sort of off the cuff, not even really off the cuff, I've thought about these things for a long time, but the unedited aspects of this are okay. I can put out a lot more content. If I don't have to edit so heavily, especially on the monologue episodes, then I can put out I can put out one a week. But I do need to know if these are acceptable or if you're listening to this, you're like, man, that guy's chaos. It's a good thing he edits. Let me know and I'll try and figure out as I go. In the meantime, I've got to build this training for my agents and my brokerage and I've got to take care of my clients and I've got to take care of my family and have those those moments that I can't plan for with them. So I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. The best new year. I'm going to be out of town over New Year's, which means the next episode will call, probably come uh, the week after New Year's Day. So in the meantime, if you need anything, you can find me at findinghomepodcast.com. You can use the contact form there. You can also email me at findinghomepodcast at gmail.com. That's it, guys. Have a wonderful holiday season, and we will talk to you next time. I'm out. Take me home.